little thing called revalidation. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yep, it's that thing that puts fear into even the most hardy of uh, nurses, <laughs> or midwives, health visitors, anyone really. Yeah. Um, we all seem to get rather intimidated by it. And mine is rolling around pretty soon at the end of July. So um, I'm using this as revision, basically. <laughs> You'll be fine, you'll be fine. So, funnily enough, I actually did mine um, last year. Oh, yeah. okay. Excellent. So, um, it was quite handy because it was kind of having come around so soon after I finished doing my training. So, yeah, I was kind of in a bit of a reflective mood and things. Excellent, yeah. Um, and so, it was really useful. So, and Got I think... All of it, your reflections that you'd prepared during your training? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we will get to that. So there's a few cheats and things. You don't quite have to go to the extremes that um, we've gone to to get reflective material together. <laughs> um, you know, launching a major podcast. <laughs> major. major podcast. Yeah, major. Oh, it's major now. Really? Are we hitting upgraded. major? Yeah, okay. It's pretty major. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but yeah so it's it's not as scary um and I think it's actually been quite good because I mean I remember I qualified around about the time of the portfolios coming in okay um and there was that thing of all this pressure to to do a portfolio um but then no one I knew ever had to submit their portfolio yeah and so you did become a little bit lax and although you were yeah. actually doing all the stuff yeah whether if the nmc had said okay send in your portfolio you really would have had it all together to get <laughs> to them perhaps not perhaps not mm. so this is actually a really useful thing and i think it is actually really good to have that chance to properly think wow what on earth have i done in the last mm, few years yeah. and things yeah um and to do that and it is so straightforward um just so long as you give it time it is not something which you can just bash together on a day off it okay. does take a bit of time bit of planning and there are a few things that you can do um, and habits you can adopt to make it run all the more smoothly. Really yeah, when it actually gets around to it. So, I suspect I haven't adopted any of those habits. Um, you never and it's know. a bit late for me, but hopefully it's not too late for you if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> never too late for good habits. This never too late. I think that's what we tell our families, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping now that I did say it's never too late for good habits rather than never too late for bad habits, which I'm now worrying I might have said. I think you said good. Yeah, we I can edit that bit clear. out if it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so first protocol, I think for most people um, looking at doing revalidation is going to be um, sort of looking at what you actually need. Yeah. Um, what what you, are what the requirements? Need, what do you need? What do you need? You need time, Amy. <laughs> Patience and time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's really good um, information on it on both the NMC and CPHVA websites. Yeah. And they both have really good um, templates to use mm -hmm. and advice on, on how to complete them and things. Mm -hmm. There's videos and things. I watched some videos on the NMC website um, which actually were really, really good and actually made the process seem yeah, not yeah. intimidating at all. And they've got examples now as well of um, how yeah. to how to do you know, what you need to do and how to complete them and things. Example of what a reflection looks like so and things like the that. the bare bones, if I refer to my notes. Oh. <laughs> yes, we actually prepare for this sometimes. I know it's amazing. Occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> um, so the bare bones are that you need to have um, evidence or... 
at least be able to provide evidence that you have worked for 450 hours in the last three years Mm. as a nurse. Mm -hmm. Which sounds uh, a lot, but actually... It's not. Yeah. Even working part-time, it's easily achievable. I did do a quick... um, bit of maths on my calculator and if you're working a kind of seven and a half hour day if you assume that yeah it's about 60 days yeah um which you know is is easily doable very um, easily doable over three years yeah um, there's one thing to say and because i know a lot of um our colleagues um health visiting colleagues who come from midwifery background mm. if they are wanting to keep their midwifery registration active they need to have worked 900 hours. So 450 as a health visitor and 450 as a midwife. But as I understand it, they do accept that there is crossover in your midwifery role, in your health visiting role. So around sort of, I think, antenatal contacts, new birth visits, Mm. these can count towards those midwifery hours, Mm. as I understand. Um, but yeah, worth double checking and clarifying with sort of the NMC and things. Mm. Um, you also, next thing you have to have done is your sort of continuing professional development. And it, over three years, you need to have done 35 hours. Mm-hmm. So that's only just over one study day a year. That's mm. like one and a half study days a year. Yeah, which everyone... And will have done yeah you you will have been on more than one training course or conference or and of that only 20 hours need to have been participatory okay and for participatory it's actually quite a wide remit i mean they do say you don't actually have to physically be in the room with people right okay you can do it um yeah so virtually it can be conferences workshops training days yeah okay um and what you need to do is to sort of be able to give details of what the training was okay um what date it happened on have evidence that you have um that you have used it or that um, sorry no evidence um that you attended it's like a certificate or something and relevance to the code and making sure you've got a spread of um various training yeah you know um, you can't just have concentrated on one particular type of training Mm. that's only relevant to one part of the code Mm. um make sure you've got a fair sort of spread and things across the code so what makes it participatory what what does participatory mean so it means um sort of involving other people okay Um, okay sorry that's really daft and simplistic but you know it's that thing of actually so we when the cphva did the twitter tuesdays yeah um they had a um you could actually apply for certification of proof of participatory CPD um, and you would write, you know, have write down what the activity was that you'd done, what you had done following that, how many, you know, write down about how many hours you spent doing it, um, ping it to, to Dave Mundy and he would then send back a certificate saying, yep, you did this. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, just things like I've just found on the um, on the NMC website, they've got like a really good summary of what's participatory and what's individual. So things like your mandatory training apparently count as individual rather than participatory. So your mandatory training that you have to do for your role. Yeah. Um, and then things like reading and reviewing publications. So if you're reading um, an 
article in a research journal or something like that um, that counts as individual. Yeah. But then things like attending a workshop or a conference, um, going to like doing doing a structured kind of learning. So yeah. if it was a, an actual course that you're yes. taking part in, yeah. Um, you whether that's an online learning or a or a face-to-face learning that would both count yeah and so for like listening to the podcast if you listen to one of our podcasts mm. and look up um any of the links that we provide so i know that a few of our podcasts we've talked about particular journal articles yeah. if you listen to our podcast read the journal article mm-hmm. you know consider how that's impacting on your practice and things that could easily count as an hour of your individual yeah. um, CPD. Definitely. Which means still that, yeah, 15 hours, which spread over three years is nothing. I think yeah. it's quite a straightforward thing to do and possibly something you do without realising yeah, it. Yeah. It's recognising actually what do you do. Yeah. Um, I think it is quite, yeah, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people stress out about this and actually when they break it down, there's a lot that they're doing that they're not even recognizing yeah. that is is there's there's to do. We're not very good at <coughs> we're not very good at recognizing, are we? Our no. kind of skills and and what we've done, yeah, and achievements as yeah. in general as nurses. I don't think we're particularly great no, at that. No, exactly. So anything that makes us realize all the work we are actually doing, and yeah, and above our normal day to day role, or really as part of our role, I yeah. suppose. Um, is is a good thing, and it's that thing as well. Where actually the next thing is um, again something which I think some of us find a bit uh, is, um, is actually looking at um, five pieces of practice feedback. Oh yes, this is scary, and that is the thing where it's kind of <laughs> that thing of you think, oh my word, am I going to have to approach people Ooh. and kind of just sort of you know it's ask them what so I'm like and things. I remember having to do that as a student. We got this, um, like, we had to get this evaluation sheet from parents. And I remember being like, how do I choose the parents? Do I, like, go to parents that I've had lots of interactions with? And then is it going to look like, oh, I was only trying to do a good job because I wanted to get good feedback on my form? Or do you just pick people at random? So in the end, I just used a developmental clinic and just everyone that went into the developmental clinic, I just gave them all a feedback form because otherwise it felt too, like choosing cherry picking people yeah but yeah it's just uncomfortable isn't it so um the <laughs> on the um cphva website they've got um, or the unite the union um website they've got a brilliant sort of fact sheet about um each of the the different okay. elements for revalidation and they're one on um the sort of the on the um practice feedback mm-hmm. um gives quite good examples so it says about you know Pa- um, what you're looking for is you know, patients, clients, service users and their family and friends might talk to you or send you a card or email which you can write down obviously making sure there's no identifiable information mm. um, and keep and reflect about why they made this unsolicited contact with you so that's the thing you can't go around mm. saying I'm doing my revalidation soon could you write something about me oh right because okay. obviously the onus is then going to be on having something very flattering written whereas you need that kind of honest mm. um sort of unjudgmental kind of unbiased yeah um, view um I think that's an important point actually because I think people when they think of practice feedback for re- revalidation people probably think oh it's got to be good feedback you know yeah. because 
because otherwise, you know, that won't look good on my revalidation. No. But in actual fact, this is all about reflection and learning. Exactly. Isn't it? So exactly. actually, bad feedback is yeah. easier to use in yeah. some ways yeah. because you can look at how will this change my practice. And, and that's the thing as well. Where actually, if you're having a discussion with colleagues about things and disagreements do come up of sometimes, course, yeah. and things will happen where you you plan something and some you know a colleague will say to you, ah. Oh, you know what, if you'd done this like that, or if yeah. you'd done this at that point, yeah. that would have been better. And that could be something where actually you could say, actually, could you put that into an email for me? Mm. Um, or, you know, sort of if you are able to remember it and write it down for yourself. Yeah, um, you can do that as yeah. well if you've been given verbal feedback. Yeah. You can use that as part of your feedback. You just have to write it down yourself yeah. and that counts. And I mean, also, you know, it's like I had an email from my... Um, my sort of matron when we had um cqc in mm. and along with a couple of co colleagues i was mm. asked to go and speak to one of the inspectors about what we do how we do it and things <laughs> which was very daunting yeah. and it was that thing where it you know when if, you, if you've had cqc and you might know their plans are very dynamic they change a lot yeah. and so it went from them they were going to be coming to watch me doing developmental reviews and then on the day the inspector said no I used to be a health visitor myself I've seen loads of developmental reviews right. I really want to speak to some of the health visitors and so okay. suddenly one of my colleagues was covering my developmental reviews and I had to shoot off up the road to oh, where goodness. they were with the um, with the inspectors and yeah. speak to the inspector and kind of came out was just a little bit kind of shell yeah. shocked yeah the yeah <laughs> um but she sent an email afterwards sort of saying yeah thanking me and and everything and so what i do and it's one of my top tips i have a um a folder email folder oh, saying revalidation and so any courses if i get email certificates i put them into there that's any bits of feedback idea. i put into there and i must admit, I, I don't then look at it regularly but i know that i've got it there to yeah, look through plan. to pick out bits of relevance yeah. and things yeah and that's um, really easy to do kind of doesn't take any time yeah because i was thinking like maintaining some kind of physical portfolio that was printed would be a lot of effort but actually that isn't a lot of effort at no. all you could easily just move emails as they come in and you read them just move them into a separate folder and then when it comes to your revalidation you can do that so that's what you meant by habits is it getting into good yes. habits to yeah help you with it yeah. yeah and i mean also and like yeah we were talking about sort of the yeah, things like um supervision sessions appraisals like supervision like clinical supervision yeah yeah sort of like possibly that. even safeguarding as well there may yeah. be feedback you receive in that any of these things where you are receiving feedback you can mm. then use mm. um and particularly and it even says you know like reports from serious or untoward incidents yeah absolutely. and things yeah again that will give you some feedback on what yeah. you did, what action you took, whether you should take yeah. further action and things. Or if there's been a complaint, I guess, um, into the service. Yeah, That's yeah. a good opportunity, isn't it? It Even does say... It's it, not specifically about you. It yeah. might be about the service that your team are providing um, as a general thing. You could still use that as, yeah. a, as a piece of feedback to do some learning. And they have a template available as well for you to use to kind of actually you know write it up and things um which is really useful because i think sometimes there is that thing where you think oh crap what do i need to write down and things mm. um and so once you have 
all this together. Well, the other thing you need to do is five reflective accounts. Okay, yeah. And so, so tell me about these because I'm really so not what you're sure doing what is you're is. looking, you're considering what you know. You can be thinking of an incident that's happened, mm-hmm. or you know something which has maybe made you um, consider your practice. Mm. It could even be that you're reflecting on um, something to do with your practice yeah or something your knowledge yeah it could be you're yeah. recognizing you have a gap in your knowledge yeah an incident okay. occurred a family had oh yeah a child had this sort of problem i didn't know much about it i yeah. felt i needed to and you know looking into it and being yeah. able to just you know put into work you know put down on paper you know how that sort of effect you know changed your practice what did you do about it yeah you know, did you look into it and things now, I mean, one of the things that I did, which obviously isn't for everyone at all, um, but I um, I started a blog when I was a student health visitor. Yes, yeah. And so when it came for me to revalidate, I had loads of blog Material. posts, which yeah. were pretty much reflective accounts because they yeah. were things where I was thinking about things, considering them, yeah. and looking up to, you know, what I needed to do, what I should be considering. Um so I think I've got stuff like that as well. And there might be other people listening who've got things like that. Or if not, can easily kind of put something together from other things that they've got. Um, it, it might be that you have to write them all from scratch. And if that's the case, like that's perfectly doable as well. Yeah. It's like you say, allowing enough time for it, isn't it? So that you've, if you know you've got to write everything from scratch, if you start a couple of months before yeah. it's actually due, then you know, you've got that time to kind of have a couple of days at least to give you some time to write the reflective accounts but the actual written things they can be um reflection on yeah like you say anything that's to do with your cpd a piece of a reflection on some feedback or an event or experience in your own professional practice but the bit that I'm wasn't sure about is the relating them to the code. So they so you talk have to about relate them to the yeah, code, don't you? They talk about reflecting oh the the four Ps. Prioritize people, practice effectively, preserve safely, um, and promote professionalism and trust. Okay. So actually I think a lot of the things, yeah, if you're reflecting on something, if you're talking about something which has yeah affected your practice, it's actually gonna be quite tricky to write something that isn't relevant to That's those true. things, yeah. Because almost anything, yeah. I think one of my reflections was around um, breastfeeding, and it wasn't specific to a particular client or anything. No. It was more considering, right? You know, I recognise it is important that I have good knowledge of breastfeeding yeah. and what that entails, and mm. what have I done to try and improve my knowledge on breastfeeding? Mm. And so that was, yeah. I was prioritising people because I wanted to improve what I was it's able a to do outcome, yeah. yeah um I was promoting professionalism and trust because again it came down to Even that more thing professional of, and you're sort more of, able to yeah. trust you if you've got a good knowledge yes yeah. yeah um preserving safe you know safety, safety yeah. because I was wanting to ensure that I gave accurate and correct advice yeah and mm. when you think about like getting knowledge on storage of breast milk, expressing breast milk, sterilizing yeah those types of things that's all very much safety issues yeah um and what was the last one? And uh, we'll promote professionalism and trust. So prioritise people, practice effectively, and yeah, effective practice as yeah. well. Yeah, ensuring that interventions are effective. That I'm actually 
ensuring that yeah, yeah making that contact count making yeah. it matter important and I guess that's about reviewing as well isn't it so yeah if you've done something then checking whether yeah. it's been effective or not and I mean I think my blog posts weren't completely I wasn't completely able to sort of cut and paste God, them in no you have to do a bit of editing but sure. there was a bit of editing and also a bit of actually reflecting on what I'd written and thinking yeah. about well, why did I write that and it is a bit of a skill um yeah it does take a bit of knowledge but what I would say is that they're not looking for thousands of words no. you know your your um no. confirmer is not going to want to plow through 20 pages no, and then you say and here's my next reflection yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, no. so they don't need to be humongously long pieces mm. um and yeah if you look the templates online they look They're relatively small long. boxes, but what does look good is to yeah if you can bring in references and things. And your confirmer is a really useful person. It's good to meet with them yeah. with the, the even the bare bones of what you're looking at doing. Yeah, a, a couple of months beforehand. Yeah, because actually they are often really good. So my confirmer was my team leader. Yeah, and she was so good at just being able to point me in the right direction and say, well, maybe you want to add a bit here, maybe you want to add a bit there. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, just getting them really up to date. And in fact, actually, they do say, yeah, about two hundred and fifty words is sufficient yeah, for the so recommendation. Plenty. So we're not looking for massive essays here. And also, no. they don't have to be the most beautifully written. Like, obviously, you want to make them, you know, w- as well written as you can. Yeah. You don't want them to be loads of typos no. and stuff like that. But you, they don't have to be no. amazing academic pieces of writing. No. And the thing to remember is, actually, it's only going to be you and your confirmer seeing these unless the NMC um, choose you to look further at what you you put in to audit. Because actually what happens is you and your confirmer have this conversation Mm. um, and look through the thing, look Mm -hmm. through everything. And then actually when you're when you're actually doing your revalidation online, mm. it's just a case of ticking everything off that you're saying say that you've, you've done you've it, done putting in the name yeah. of who your confirmer was so they can clarify with your confirmer that it was done. Yeah. But you don't actually have to upload everything, which was a bit no. of a shock to me. I was ready to <laughs> upload everything and be yeah. like, there you go, Here there's my hard work that yeah. I've done on yeah. this and things. And it was a little bit kind of like, oh. oh. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to see it? I've spent ages on these yeah. reflective accounts. <laughs> yeah. So the point of the reflective accounts are to guide the conversation between you and your confirmer rather than to submit in themselves. You have to do them in order to do the conversation, but it shouldn't be like a terrifying thing for people where they're thinking, oh, all these people at the NMC are going to be reading my reflective accounts because that's not the way it works. No. Um, and I think that's quite reassuring as well because I was definitely thinking, oh God, it's yeah. going to take me ages to do. But it's useful to keep hold of it. And you know, speak to your friends if you have friends who have revalidated. Yeah. Ask them if they've still got the, their revalidation bits and could you have a little look and things just to even see how things are structured. Mm. I'm a bit of a one where I, I, I have no problem coming up with ideas for things at times. Yeah. But I do have a major fear of how to structure things yeah and so we'll often sort of consult with friends and things about well yeah i've got this idea and i know i know what i need to do but yeah. i'm just not sure how to it's great you're structure an ideas it and person. things it's yeah that's a great thing <laughs> <laughs> so has that made you feel a bit better about revalidation amy do you know what jenny it has actually it oh, really has fantastic i feel 
reassured. <laughs> yeah, I sh- you have no problems, no problems. And it's that thing of actually, yeah, it's like anything. If something is scaring you a bit, yeah. running away and hiding from it really won't help no, in this, this situation. Is true. Because um, it will just come and bite you on the bum. Yeah, um, don't do what I've done and leave it till the last minute. Ish. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, I've got a couple of months. Yeah, we're recording this in mid-May, so I'd hope that yeah you're able I've to get enough sorted. time by the end of July. But yes. <laughs> so yeah, so give it a couple of couple of months in advance, um, and then we've talked about all the requirements. So yeah. your practice hours, your CPD, your five pieces of written feedback. And then um, your five pieces of practice-related, sorry, your five pieces of practice-related feedback and your written accounts, your five written accounts, and then you use them to guide your discussion. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And it can sometimes be, I find actually really useful, it can be good to actually have an idea of where you are at the moment and be thinking about, well, where do I want to go? I mean, I know that, yeah, we have annual appraisals and one-to-ones and things anyway, but... Um, they can sometimes get a bit which, yeah it's it's very much sort of directed by you and mm. because often you know with one-to-ones and things you're often squeezing them in in yeah, the middle of your exactly. week yeah and you kind of rush in you're like oh crap I'd forgotten I got this on yeah. and things and you haven't it's, like prepared yeah, back for it no. or thought about it in yeah. any way other than until you're actually literally in it and then you go oh my goodness we've got to do the one-to-one now do yeah you know what I mean whereas this is actually giving you the opportunity to think about um, your health visiting and what you want to work on, what you've done already, and everything you've achieved. So it's yeah. a little bit of a pat on the back as well. For Definitely. People. So use it as an opportunity to tell yourself that you're doing a good yeah. job. And then, you know, submit it and have a breather and go. And then have oh, a coffee. Yeah. Done. <laughs> <laughs> for another three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then you can relax for three years. Yeah. Well, not relax, so keep storing your things into yeah. an email folder no. which is labelled revalidation, revalidation. I'm definitely going to start Indeed. doing immediately there you go <laughs> um and you know please do yeah let us know obviously we post this on our facebook and we'll be tweeting a link to this podcast so if you have any top tips on revalidation um feel free to post them yeah. on our facebook page or on twitter it'd be really nice to hear from you and also yeah let us know should we do some sort of a cpd certificate for you guys if you send mm-hmm. us yeah we could happily send out a template yeah, for you could. to complete for your um individual thing and mm-hmm. maybe we should design a certificate saying <laughs> yeah. hey these guys watched and because that would then be feedback that we could use for our revalidation hey it's like a big revalidation circle <laughs> isn't it lovely <laughs> the circle of revalidation life <laughs> That's it. Who, need, who needs Elton John when we've got the revalidation circle of life? <laughs> <laughs> it's the sequel he's always wanted to write. <laughs> the unwritten Elton John classic. Ah. <laughs> anyway, oh, hope you all that. Yeah, Please tune we, in again. And obviously, you know, one of the key things with revalidation <laughs> is the professionalism that I think yeah. we're demonstrating Absolutely right now. Are. Yeah, 100%. So, as we always say, um, we are on uh, Facebook, on I Am A Health Visitor, and we're on Twitter, at I Am A HV. Um, and we also are, have a, a Gmail email account, mm-hmm. um, Lucky Us, which is I Am A Health Visitor at gmail.com. Yeah. So, please feel free to uh, get in touch. 
And if you're watching us on iTunes, no, watching, listening, listening yeah, to listening. us on iTunes, yeah. then please do um, rate us. Do leave us some feedback, which, again, we will be screenshotting iTunes to use for our revalidation. <laughs> um, and then and you uh, have to go to, in order to leave a review, somebody recently told me, it's actually harder than you think it's going to be. Oh, really? So it's not very easy to do from the main page. So if you've been trying to do it, thank you for all of your effort, and I'm sorry. Um, somebody recently told me that you have to go into the App Store and do it through there rather than through the actual iTunes. Oh really? I think so. Because if you if you're on so if you're listening to it on your podcast app, yeah. You can't from the podcast app. Oh no no you'd have to review. be you yeah. have to be in in I suppose podcasts on if you've got an a- Apple phone yeah. in podcasts or maybe go online to iTunes, look us up on iTunes because you can look us up on iTunes on um, web browser. I think that's what you have to do. Right, you have to look it up on iTunes in order to leave the review. You I can't see. leave it from the podcast app on your phone, right? Which is what I assumed you would be able to do, and okay. I thought it would be really easy. But apparently, my friend tells me, no, 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 you have to actually go and find it on iTunes. Okay, and then you can leave a review there. Right. So, please do that. <laughs> even, even though you've made it sound really complicated, yeah, really up. <laughs> it's not that hard when you know that you have to get to iTunes to do it. It's fine. It's if you're spending ages rooting around the podcast app trying okay. to look for where you leave a review. I think that's what makes it tricky. Right. I see. I think. <laughs> anyway, until next time. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.